Welcome to the Point After Show with Kyle Maurer, Marshall Heslaw, and Ian DeWitt. This is the show where the guys attempt to pick the winners of the weekly NFL games along with some healthy debate about current topics. Let's go. Yo. Yo. Yep. What's mm. up, guys? Pod time. How we doing? It's a Monday. It's a Monday. It's a Monday. Did you guys have a good weekend? Sorry. Right. It's okay. It's all right. It was Claire's golden birthday. Oh, 29, right? She's 29 on the 29th. Oh, that's how that worked. That, okay. Happy birthday, Claire. That's great. Yeah. That's cool. That's did cool. you guys Did you guys already celebrate your golden birthday? 18. <laughs> wow. Did you realize what you had? Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, I was Did nine. you? Well, you were nine. nine. Ooh, yeah. I was 23. I yeah. didn't realize yeah. <laughs> what, I, what I was getting. How do you out. properly celebrate an occasion of this magnitude? Well, I surprised Usually by her. gold. I surprised her by bringing her <laughs> two sisters in. Oh, nice. Oh. So her sisters came in town and surprised her. How nice. And then we went to the orchard, and then we had another friend surprise her there. I heard an orchard uh, around here has slushy cider cider slushies. Which one? Like Young's out in oh, Rives. Oh, I've never been it's there. A big ri- it's a big Northwest thing. We went to Meckley's. But slushies, I've never heard of slushies. Is that common at Meckley's as well? I don't know. I mean, Neckley's has pretty good. They have pretty good donuts and donuts, mm. but okay. I okay. didn't see any slushies there. Neckley's mm. is surprisingly like it's like a local place, right? It's not like Uncle yeah. John's, or you go up to Uncle John's. Uncle John's is huge. Yep. Okay, are you an apple orchard kind of guy, Kyle? Well, yeah, we've we've done Neckley's almost every fall have you, for some years. Have fun. you heard the phrase? And this is an apple orchard Saturday or an apple orchard Sunday. Have you ever heard that phrase? I don't think I have. No. It, it's referring to like if we have a crappy slate of games, it's an oh. apple orchard or it's an apple picking Saturday because you would it? go take your family oh. there rather than watching Minnesota Northwestern. Was this a? Oh, I see, I see, I see. Was this a uh, apple picking Sunday? You know, I think looking at it. Probably, but then if you actually watch the games, not so much. Yeah, there were some good games. Good games. There were some really good games. Let's start yeah. with our question. Speaking of, the, of I got a question for you. Oh guys. yeah, hit okay. Us with so, it. Oh. all right, embarrassing, uh, and uh, unbearable, uh, barely an NFL team. What do these three words have in to- in common? Wait, say that. Say you that just again. said forty words. So I go said ahead and embarrassing, give us- unbearable, barely. They all have the word the bear in it. Right. Which one? What the problem I'm struggling with is which of these three words is most fitting to describe the franchise right now? Inconceivable. Yeah. (laughs) That's inconceivable. Inconceivable. I didn't list that as an option. Okay. Thank you. You guys are not helping. They're unbearable. Unbearable. Okay. What was the other ones again? Embarrassing. Embarrassing. And barely an NFL team. And barely. No, well, they're, they're not certainly... barely an NFL team. They're an NFL team. They're an NFL team. They could beat Bama. Justin Fields would beat the shit out of Bama. Bama's awful. Well, that was like the always. The, I'm just using oh, that yeah, as yeah. like that was like the always. Houston Texans couldn't beat the Georgia Bulldogs or the Alabama yeah. Crimson. That was always like the thing. Yeah, yeah, blah, blah, Stupid blah. idiots. Yeah, yeah, that's so dumb. What a dumb team. Yeah. Even the worst NFL team has some of the best college players. So. They are pretty embarrassing. I'm, I'm changing my answer to embarrassing. It's okay. tough watching them. I, yeah. Which is why I That's think sad. I would say unbearable. They're unbearable to watch. Okay. All right. I'm going to say barely there. Yeah. Okay. What's your question? Our question of the day is, does a straw have one or two holes? One. Next question. Okay. There's two. So There's oh. two. You got one on each side. Does it change if I make the straw shorter? To like the side, because technically a ring could be a straw. Ooh. <laughs> this is change your answer, know, Captain I Science. Know. I don't know. I mean, when I look mm, at a straw, I, think... I see a hole over here, and then I see a hole over yeah, there. I could think the same thing about a ring. I mean, okay. maybe it's, it, but you have to put your finger in one hole, and then it goes out another hubba, hole. Hubba, hubba. Speaking Ooh. of butt, do you, does your body then have one hole? Because it's just one. Well, no, you have one. many holes. Okay, well, but, you know, your mouth. Is that one hole? Well, like, it's connected it, to your nose. Yeah. Which is another two holes. Is that oh, okay, one okay. hole? And ears. Okay. Ooh. All right. This is like nose, an Nose, ears, mouth. Mm-hmm. And uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Belly button doesn't have a hole What was the uh-huh and uh-huh? I'll let you figure that out. <laughs> <laughs> I just wanted you to say it. <laughs> I definitely will not. Um... But let's move on to our biggest news. We'll let you at home just figure out if there's two or one. I don't. There's a, I don't think there's really an answer, Jim. Oh, 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 
kind of do a little round robin, talk about our biggest news of the week, and we're going to j- yeah. just kind of run through these because okay. we got some questions. Great, uh, we got some listeners that it. got questions okay. involving these. Let's do it. The Lions whomp on the Packers. <laughs> That's what you get for doing that. Uh, the Lions only won by fourteen, but don't let that score deceive you. I feel like this was probably one of the more controlling games of the weekend, in my opinion. Uh, let me just kind of give you a little... I love these uh, stats when you compare teams uh, from previous... I love that we have a Shutterfly ad in the middle of this, Kyle, you stupid piece of shit. All right, so let's compare some great defenses of the past. Through four games, the 2013 Seahawks had 436 yards allowed rushing. Okay. Whoa. 2015 Broncos, 335. 2002 Bucks, 310. 2000 Ravens, 186. 1970 Steelers, 394. Yeah, no, for anyone. 85 Bears, 416. Yeah, these are all like a. a the a Lions, teams. 243. Wow. That's pretty bonko. Uh, I felt like it was one of those fun games where. Uh, during the game, I gave the jinx of the Lions to Ian in our group chat just to test the waters. And you know what happened? They, they scored eight points as soon I as know. I did it. And I was I like, know. oh, my gosh. Well, if they get another thing, touchdown, I'm going to send it. One thing about that game is it, the score looked closer than it actually probably was because the Packers' two scoring drives, one was very penalty-fueled, and the other one probably... Shouldn't have even happened. Yeah, because the quarter ended and they didn't call it, and yeah. so it just kind of went. We don't normally talk a lot of Thursday night football on our pod, but that needed to be addressed, especially because the two of you guys are Green Bay Packers right. and Lions fans. So, the next thing I want to hit on biggest news, I'm going to go up for a second one, two for one. Four zero and three teams played each other, mm-hmm. and somebody had to win. Right. That's really how I felt about those games. There is nothing funnier in football. Then Kirk Cousins throwing a 99-yard pick six. Wait, I'm sorry. There is something funnier. It's him throwing a 99-yard pick six and him sprinting the entire length of the field just to get his shit blown in <laughs> by the defender blocking for the pick six. That was the greatest thing I had seen. And Can I, I – this is an honest question. What is it about Kirk that infuriates you? Mostly his nose. No, I just, I just think that uh, – He's average, and he's a compiler. Okay. That's kind of my take on it. He's like the Derek Jeter of the NFL, except for with no trophies and no championships. He's just a compiler in a league that the world is different. He's put in the comparison of, like, Dan Marino on the way he throws the ball and, and the know. numbers – who, who is I this? don't know if I've ever heard that. Who is this straw man you're propping up? I've like, definitely like, heard. You can call a straw man whatever you want, but like, if you're looking for why I think Kirk Cousins is great, because people keep saying you put him on these teams and and they'd win the Super Bowl. I don't. I don't think so. I don't think you put him on the Jets and they're a Super Bowl contender. I don't. Let's talk about. That. I mean, you just get so mad, and you just said, "I'm so mad." I like because he's average. I don't know, like, I'm not getting And he's case. heavily, like, under, like, a lot of people would say he's underrated. No one's overrating him by any stretch of the imagination. I'm pretty sure they beat Notre overrated. Dame when he was there, too, on that fake field goal, and that really <laughs> pissed me off. So there's a little bit of that happening, too. Okay. A little All transference. Right. That, maybe I mean, that's, that, that's, 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 that's kind of like the personalities that we bring to the pod. You know, yeah. you're like the... Everything you're comes here. Look, I'm telling you, there's a couple things. I'm sitting there hating Kirk Cousins, but then at the same time loving Harrison Smith for the Vikings because he played for Notre Dame. I'm like, it's the conundrum <laughs> yeah, of all yeah, conundrums. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know, I know, I know. I we, just, we bring that. I love that we've got Ian here to, to give us all the to be fairs and split wow. the middle. To be fair, and wow. Marshall's gonna be here hating and I'm, grumpy. I'm, I don't things. always split the middle. I am gonna be some pretty crushing heavy, on everybody. I love everybody. I, had I wish some everybody pretty could heavy win. opinions on Lamar for a while. <laughs> uh, did you ever um yeah i am the old man punching the air yeah that's I, uh, you should see me watching the dolphins yesterday yeah in absolute i'm just like t- find me something i went and laid in my room in the dark at halftime because i'm like i just don't want to i don't want to look at it and then i came got, back and they were down 
10 more points. That's I'm like, so yeah. sad. It looked, it started off like that was going to be a more competitive game than it turned out to oh, be. Oh, yeah, it was 14 14, and the first four possessions were all touchdowns. Yeah. Amazing. And then they, uh, then the Dolphins went to score one touchdown in their next nine possessions. It just showed that the Bills, they have a really, they have a good defense and a good offense. They have the whole package right now. I just, I don't. Both, I guess I can say both of them because I feel like I'm high on the Dolphins consistently and I'm pretty low on the Bills. I think maybe I'm rushing to judgment on both of them. I just need to see more. Yeah. Because you're right that Josh Allen played great since he played the Jets and got beat. But don't forget he got beat by the Jets. That 20 points beat would beat him. Like, they had 16 points and lost to the Jets. Let's Yesterday, talk about the, the Dolphins had 20 points and could have beat them if they played the game they did against the Jets. Let's sure. talk about the Jets sure. because they played last night against Kansas City, and it was actually a really tight game. And that was – Zach Wilson actually looked – Minus the last like, drive. Yeah, but he actually looked halfway decent for like the entirety of the time. Like you wouldn't, I wouldn't say you're going to walk away from that game and blame Zach Wilson for that yeah. game. Did you hear Mahomes right. afterwards when he hugged him? Yeah, he was like, keep playing like that, man. Yeah. Like, dude, what are you doing? The dude's got confidence issues. I think we've talked about that before. Hard he, to have as a quarterback, too. Like, yeah. I can't think of a lot of people who have had, you know, trust issues and been a successful quarterback. Yeah, and I think that bleeds into his game. He just needs – he just does. he doubts himself so much, and that impacts the whole thing. But that was a game – that Jets defense was all over them. Yeah, and they smothering. Had, they were all over them. They kept them in that game. That's what that Jets team did last year. Mm-hmm. Their defense kept them in games, games they should have not been in. But now think of the Chiefs. They're, this Chiefs team is kind of scary because it's like, who's going to win the game for them? Yeah. And this week it was Pacheco. I know. Yeah. They, they like you couldn't really... have paid me to think Pacheco was going to win the game for them, but he truly did. I mean, Mah- Jamie texted me that Mahomes looked like Trent Dilfer. At certain points of the game, which is like, oh my well, gosh. both both yeah, the yeah. Lions, three picks is pretty bad. Both the Lions and the Jets both went after Mahomes, though. They like they put a lot of pressure on him, and it. I think for both teams it worked. Obviously, yeah. for the the Lions, they ended up with the W. But you know, they the Jets maybe were a flag picked up flag away from winning mm. that game. You know, hard to hard to know, hard to know. Yeah, but what a gutsy play by Mahomes to. Get the first down and then lay down on the two yard line. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Love that. It's pretty awesome. Uh, any biggest news for you, Kyle, that you took away from this weekend? Uh, from this weekend, uh, so many things. I loved. I loved all of it. I, I loved. Uh, I mean, all the headlines that I read. Um. Anyway, the. Uh, uh, let's see. How about the Claypool? Claypool. Let's talk a little bit about that before we move on to the hot takes. You like you like the drama stories. I do that. like the yeah. drama stories. That's why I put it in here. Dude, this, this guy basically, you know, was interviewed on Thursday, said, are they using correct, you correctly? And he just looked at him and said, no. Of course, the next game, he's a healthy scratch. And he's not at the stadium watching it with the team. And the head coach after the game says, we told him to stay home. Or he chose to stay home. And then a minute later in the press conference, he's like, oh, yeah, we told him to stay home. You know, And they're I, trying to trade him for a fourth, fifth, or sixth-round pick. How is yeah. that getting value by saying we're telling the yeah. guy we traded the 32nd overall pick? Here's how I feel about the whole thing. is Claypool was, I, I would say he was above average. He was a wide receiver, too, at Pittsburgh. By the way, Notre Dame. Like, I should be giving every reason for this guy to be great and me like him, and I can't. I can't figure it out. He's not very likable, but he was better at Pittsburgh than he was at the Bears. And I'm I'm inclined to not necessarily believe him, but I'm definitely inclined to say his fall-off has a lot to do more with with the way the Bears' offense is structured because he's not, he is not the only player who has said that I mean, DJ Moore was interviewed. I mean, yeah. uh, had a live mic on him, and they said, "Man, they're not using you the right way." And he's like, "I know." And same on thing the with field to a defender, Fields, who had a great game a yesterday, bit. by the way. We Fields, need to say that Fields backtracked a little bit, but he essentially said the same thing. Yeah. So yeah, no, I, I don't know. I can we say this something. about Claypool though? I think he's a top five nickname in the NFL currently. Do you know his nickname? <laughs> Mapletron. 
Is he's from Canada? Mapletron. Oh, okay. <laughs> Mapletron. All right. He's from Canada, was yeah. a big Megatron Calvin Johnson fan. Okay. And had the body of him kind of going into college, and they called him Mapletron. All right, that's not too Pretty bad. sick. Yeah, that's a lot to live up to. Oh, you got to. Totally. It's a high bar. It is. But Maybe Kyle, it's a wide receiver thing. Like, Jamar Chase was just yesterday at, a pre- at the press conference saying, Oh, my gosh. Like, I'm open. Oh, yeah. I'm always effing open. Part of my language. <laughs> Which I, is, I loved it. Yeah. We need a little bit more diva. I miss T.O. Yeah. I just I desperately I do. I need somebody, please, to be getting a touchdown and do this uh, celebration I, on the star. We you still know got what? it. We still got it. Devontae last week was like, I don't have oh, yeah? time for this. I, I mean, every week we've got a receiver griping about not being utilized, not getting targets, not uh, I miss, winning the games. I, I'm going to say it. I miss Antonio Brown being in the league a little Oh, bit. my gosh. <laughs> oh, yeah. my gosh. My mind just blown. <laughs> Mostly because, man, I loved the the storylines around him. He was so funny to just like so much. He makes drama. me sad more it's than true. this. Oh, this is yeah. kind of funny. He makes me sad. Antonio Brown. I liked a good Keyshawn Johnson back in the day. I was big on Keyshawn. I think that's a little before my time. Mm. I'd say the yeah. only it's like a five year gap before me. Yeah, probably. but he, he he was a big talker. The yeah. only yeah. other like note newsworthy thing is the Commanders and Colts both feel. <laughs> Both feel like surprise teams to me. Yeah. We are going to get into later my big surprise surprise. team. So uh, we're going to start with our hot takes and Twitter prompts. We have exactly 10 from our good friend Rick, who sponsors the podcast by letting us freely record in his studio. So thank you, for uh, Rick. We'll get to your questions in a little bit, though. First question comes from Adam Maxson. Not really a question. Please talk about anything other than Taylor Swift. <laughs> you got it, Adam. You wrote in uh, it did fearlessly. It did die down. It did die down. Well, our down. first question comes from Colleen Anderson. Yeah, come on. Speak How now. long are Taylor and Travis going to be together? <laughs> and what does Andy Reid think about this relationship? I, my favorite part was after the last week's game, he was interviewed and said, oh, yeah, I set him up. <laughs> I know. Like, just that's classic. Yeah, um, that's I'm calling good. it right now. They're getting married. Wow. I'm taking yeah. the over. Yeah, yeah. He's Travis uh, is a very likable human being. A lover, you might say. Good stash. Stake his uh, reputation on that. Are uh, they star-crossed lovers, do you think? Wow. Yeah, yeah. Oh. She's, wow. Uh, she's now part of the NFL folklore. She's uh, just got to shake it off. They'll wow. be together evermore. In New York. <laughs> <laughs> all right. I know my T-Swift songs. I know. These are all out. You could probably album say album these until August. Well, I don't know about that. Oh, see, yeah, I didn't even recognize that, that one. <laughs> Question for the pod from Justin Matson: If you're now, this is I really want you to hear this because it kind of took me a little bit to kind of understand it. I understand it. If your favorite team has a Super Bowl that occurred before you were born, nope. Would you? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, this needs to happen. If your team. Has a Super Bowl that occurred before you were born. Yeah. Would you trade that Super Bowl for your franchise's greatest player of all time to be reborn on the team of 53-man roster right now? I.e., the Jets erase their Super Bowl win, but I they can, get a prime Darrell Revis right now for their team. Can I erase the Lions NFL championship win? I'll allow it. For Barry Sanders on my team right now. You would want Barry right now? Oh, yeah. I'd take Barry. Yeah? You think I, that that's what this team is missing? That's what I'm... That's the thing that I'm... I'm not so, saying Barry would be wrong. Well, bad, but quarterback-wise, like, like, who... Like, what? Johnny Lane, different... Right now, Montgomery has more touchdowns than, like, I think three or four teams total. Yeah. yeah. That's true. Lions have a great run game. Come on. But Barry, was, but Barry was... I mean, you could bring back Megatron. Are you, like, getting rid of a Super Bowl for BJ Raji? Who? What? <laughs> just naming a random uh, defensive tackle for the oh, 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 Green Bay no, Packers. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah. Well, um, yeah. In a heartbeat, I, in Lizard a heartbeat, Lizard. I would definitely take that. Lizard, Randall Cobb, Matt Flynn. Come on, there are a lot of great Packers. Matt Flynn, man. A Matt Flynn game. Tons you never know if you can need it. Let's go. Well, I don't know. Let's go like a Reggie White or like a. Oh, Reggie! Remember yeah. your chicken that was named Reggie White? Right now, yes, yes. I have a gun named a chicken after Reggie White. Isn't um, it killed? Yeah, that's tough. Who would be the great player to bring back? Reggie White would be in the conversation, or maybe like a like a Charles Woodson, or a, um, or like prime Clay Matthews, or 
prime Rodgers. I don't know. You know all the people. Would you do it though? Yeah, in a heartbeat, I'd do it. Totally. Give away a Super Bowl before totally. you, like you don't think that like like as like Yankee fans out there like we have all these championships and a lot of them they weren't around for like Notre Dame has won zero championships since I've been alive. Right. I I don't think I would trade one of their championships. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. In mm. a heartbeat. Yeah. No. No question about it. Like let's let's win them so I can experience it. I think those are fair questions. I, I just think it's always fun to like think of who the person would be. Like, would the Bears benefit more from having Devin Hester or Brian Urlacher? I don't. I like, don't. in today's world, would Brian Urlacher be that great? No, he'd retire early on this team. Like, or would he be the Luke? Would he be Luke Keekley? Would he be Bobby Wagner? Maybe. I don't know. It's crazy to think a Hall of Fame player. Yeah. But in this in this game, would he be? Yeah. Would mm-hmm. Ray Lewis? Maybe. Interesting thing to think, Ed to think about. Ed Reed certainly would be. Oh, Ed Reed was my just gosh. smart. He was just smart. It's always cool hearing coaches and quarterbacks talk about him, like Brady. I think we've all talked about the Brady and yeah. Belichick and Peyton Manning talking about him. So fascinating. Yeah, he's a great one. Another question from Justin Matson. Speaking of the Lions we were talking about earlier, I overheard a fan saying that Laporta is the next Kelsey and will go down in history greater than any Iowa tight end who made it out of the league. I'd like you to throw this on the pod just in case Kittle <laughs> is a listener. <laughs> well, Adam Silver, uh, I mean, J- uh, Justin Matson wrote that question, but only Adam Silver, the commish, would. And by the way, do we have the commish report today? No. Wow. Oh. I, mean, I miss you, commish. Sorry, Adam. It's, you know what? It's okay, Adam, because absence makes a heart grow fonder. Yeah. Um, I think Laporta looks really good. I'm going to, I have to stay in my take of that he's going to be pretty damn good and better than Hawkinson. Uh, so I have to stay in, stay in this take. Um, the cool thing about Kittle, as somebody who played offensive line in high school football, which doesn't mean jack shit, um, I love how much he loves to block. Yeah. Like, there's a lot of tight ends who would rather be labeled as a wide receiver for money-wise. He loves playing tight end because he gets to do both, mm-hmm. which I think is pretty sweet. Yeah. So Laporta's got... He's in a good system to do it because that guy's got Laporta, 25 yards across the field uh, on like a... Something he's good at, if, especially since you know I've watched all the games so far, something he's very good at doing comparatively to what Hawkinson never did was he can shake off a defender because he's huge. Is this another Taylor Swift pun that you're trying to do? No, right it's because he's okay. huge. And so he, he's like there was... He's a, fearless. A, a big chunk play that he made he had like crazy yak after he caught it and he shook off a defender like literally just threw him on the freaking ground and then kept going and I, I I never saw Hawkinson do that let's go I never remember seeing Hawkinson like Hawkinson would like he could make good catches and he could be like pivotal he had like good hands but I never really saw him like have that big tight end body that you see on like Gronk, you saw on Antonio Gonzalez when he was in his prime. You would see on Kelsey. They're like big freaking dudes mm-hmm. that can just shake you off. They're freak, and have freaks freedom. of nature. Right. I see that in him a little. I, I like the take. It's hard to say better than Kelsey because I oh, will. I, I mean, Kelsey could go down. I mean, he may go down as the best tight end of all time. I, I think he's on pace too, uh, in my right. opinion. So, right. um, I'd still put Gronk above everybody until it's all said and done. I mean, Gronk, Gronk is my number I one. I was just going to ask how Gronk numbers compare to Kelsey numbers. I'd probably say, like, Gronk, Kelsey, Tony Gonzalez. Tony Gonzalez. I love Tony Gonzalez. Whenever you would do his introduction, <laughs> I am Tony Gonzalez. My name Tony Gonzalez. <laughs> University so- of uh, whatever. All right, uh, we have two questions from Eric Giannunzio. The first one I didn't write in the pod because I just want uh, – this was told – I would like to see your buddy squirm. All right, first question. Please admit that right now at this moment, Zach Wilson is better than Aaron Rodgers. No, never. Well, who would admit that? What kind of moron would ever admit that? Are we talking about this Technically, right now, he is in a cast with a torn Achilles. He's still better. Still? Did you see him throw the football? He could be on a wheelchair. Did you see him, like... He was like on the sideline. He was like, "Here, let me have one." And he threw the ball with the crutches, and everyone was like, "Man, Ky- just put him out Kyle there." I was like, "Put that fucker." Put him out, out there. there. Yeah, it, would be, it, it would did be make me realize. 
I'm not a big Rodgers fan. I don't think that's like... You're pretty much on record. Yeah. <laughs> For a lot of reasons. But it did make me miss watching him play because I think I would have liked to have seen the Jets with him. I, I was like really like interested to see how that was going to pan out. And when he wasn't out there, I actually... And he would, they would occasionally go up to the booth and he's sitting up there by himself. And I found myself feeling bad for him mm. somehow. Wow. <laughs> I was like, I don't want to feel bad for you, but oh. I kind of do. Well, yeah. gee, I'm sorry to That's let you know. It's funny that you do because, honestly, like I've been a big Rodgers fan for a long time. And I you still have? like thank him for all the great years of football that he gave to us as fans. Um, but I don't feel bad for him. I am, I'm a little sad. But he I'm just like, looked so lonely and sad up there. And I think that yeah. like my humanity spoke <laughs> like, to that a little bit. And I was yeah. like... Man, I'm sorry, guy. I'm sorry, buddy. It is It is lame. I feel like this is lame and dumb. And if his career ends this way, that's won't. just wrong and it stupid. He'll, he'll play next year. You know how much Dolphin yeah. sex he's listening to? That leg's about to heal so quick. Yeah. Um, our, our next question comes from G as well. Why? This is something that... I just, why? Wait, you guys didn't hear the whole thing that no, he's listening? No, can we not? I let's don't just not. Yeah, let's not have that conversation. We'd just Google not. it, everybody. That let's, wasn't no, don't nowhere. Google it. Don't Skip don't, it. Don't Google it at work. Turn the Wi-Fi off. No, Use your LTE. For no. Put it in an incognito mode. And that's Thank you. Okay. Thank <laughs> you. I got it. <laughs> uh, our next question. I actually kind of really want to hear. I'm not. I'm going to sit out this question. I want to hear your perspectives. QB performance over the past two years tell me tells me that Jared Goff is just as good as the fantasy darlings of Lamar Jackson and Jalen Hurts. Why does he get such little respect? Is it simply just a lack of athleticism? His decision making and accuracy are just as, if not better, than both of said quarterbacks. This this is a really easy question to answer, and it's because everyone like you need to earn you need to earn the respect, yeah. and you need to show it on a consistent level that you are who you, people think you are. Right. So it's the you same. Crown reason, their ass. Crown them. Right. It's the same reason why the Lions are getting respect and only now starting to earn it and feel like they can keep it is because they're actually proving they're putting their money where their mouth is right now. Right. It's the same thing with Jared Goff. <laughs> he built up kind of like a mediocre to slightly below average quarterback at his like last couple of years with the Rams with what was considered like the offensive guru mind in Sean McVay. Right. And if Sean McVay was saying Jared Goff's the problem, then of course Jared Goff's the problem. Right. And so it's, and then his first year at the Lions, he did not look good. Mm. Like it was not good. And it was a lot wasn't, of games of like nine points. Right. And it wasn't until last year that you actually saw Jared Goff really hit his stride. It, the whole year, actually, he played great. I mean, they didn't win a lot of games early, mm-hmm. but their offense was like, I think they finished. But I don't the think year. it was because of him. It wasn't. It was their defense. It was atrocious. Right. A, a kind of the conversation you had of like, do they need to fill the quarterback spot or are there more holes to plug? That was kind of our conversation right. a year and a half ago. Mm-hmm. And so now. I think. What do you think getting... of the cop between these two, those two, those two specifically? Well, I would say that first and foremost, I do think to your point that there is a very real factor of um, you establish a reputation and then that's hard to change. Right. If you're a player that has, we have uh, collectively kind of understood to be good, um, then you can get a pass. You have some bad times, a bad game or two. We kind of uh, accept that you just had a bad game or two, but you're actually really good. Right. But if you establish to us as kind of Goff is an example of a player that kind of like looked bad for a little while, earned a reputation as being like a lower rung, right. uh, lower tier quarterback, we can't kind of we. It takes a while to get that out of our minds. Yeah. You you play some good games. And we think, yeah, you just had some good game. <laughs> like it's the opposite. Just like if you if you lied to me or something like that, it takes er- hard longer for you to earn back the trust right. than it is to break the trust. But in addition to that, um, I think that there's a very real like uh, wins and loss factor. Mm-hmm. Where the other examples here, uh, we've got uh, Lamar is a really good example because we have a pretty decent sample size of games he played in versus games he didn't. And that is a above-average team consistently year after year, but the record of him with him on the field is extremely different compared to him off the field. They are a very, very high win team when Lamar plays, and they lose 
a lot right. when he doesn't. And, and even when he had some, like, I, I wouldn't say down years, but when he wasn't playing great, it was, like, a easier to brush off because he had the pedigree to go before it. He did indeed. So and he, it, he had some grace. And Goff I think he comes across as, like, an effective <laughs> quarterback in this case, but doesn't really, like, convey that kind of elevator sort of uh, play the, the role that he's playing is not lifting his team up. It's effectively executing his job, there's no doubt. And I I have high regard for how he performed last season and this season as well. But I don't see him pulling off the same feats that a number of other quarterbacks like Jalen Hurts and Lamar and, and some others uh, who are very clearly raising their team up by their performance and are miles ahead because of the fact that they're on the field. And if they left the field, they're likely to lose. Uh, I, I, don't, I don't know if that's really the case with Goff, but that's, that's genuinely it the impression that I would get. could be too early to tell because when I watch... He, he makes some freaking throws, though, recently. Like, there are some dots that I'm like, holy shit, that, yeah. was, a good, that was a good throw. I see it. I see and it. There, that's becoming more frequently... Where I think he's really, and I think this year specifically, he's really starting to get noticed. Yeah. Because he is actually like making some throws and making some plays out there that I think are starting to show that he is elevating that team. So I th- I think it might be too early to tell with Goff, but yeah. because yeah. he's got a lot, like he's got Ben Johnson, they've really kind of like went um, with him, but he. You're going to sign him again. He's going to stay on the Lions. That, I think, is for sure. Absolutely. I, that's a no-brainer to yeah. me. You don't give that up now. For sure. Yeah. Or, he is performing really well. He has six in passing yards this, this season and um, with a very good quarterback rating. Some might say he's the reason for some of their winning more than not the reason for their losing, which is a big step for this might be one of the best trades for both teams. This might go down as one of the best win-win trades of all time. Yeah. Stafford's got a, like Stafford was very up and down with the Lions too. And it, he's kind of he's he's kind of like that with the Rams still a little bit. Very up right now though. Mm-hmm. Our next question comes from Claire DeWitt. That's right. Hey Claire. First time first time question from her. Long time listener? No. <laughs> she has listened on occasion, she says. Well, don't tell her questions on the pod. Let's see if she just listens on her own. Other than your own, what football podcast do you guys listen to? Okay. I'll let you guys go first because I listen to way too many podcasts. So let me pull I, them up. There, are, there is two specifically that I will listen to on a regular basis. New Heights. And for a long time, I actually did really like listening to Pat McAfee. Mm. And... Um, I, I will still actually listen to Pat McAfee, actually. Yeah. He can be a little much for me sometimes. I don't <laughs> listen to, like, I won't listen to a full episode of his. He yeah. is like Gus sure. Johnson on a podcast. The Michigan Wolverines. I feel like that's how he talks in it, general. It, it is. But he's got some really funny stories sometimes. Yeah. And yeah. The Peyton like Manning a, Red on 18 is oh, probably a top five NFL story of all time. If you haven't listened to it, listen to the listen to the, just go YouTube that. Red on 18, Pat McAfee, but he, Manning. But he will occasionally have some really, like, good insight on, like, he talked a lot about, like, um, I, like the tush push mm. was, like, a very popular thing, especially this past week to be talking about. It was, like, you know, what is it? And he actually kind of talked a lot about, like, no, man, like, not every team's going to do this. It's not going to work for every team. And he kind of explained a lot of, like, what's going on in, like, and how they position themselves right, differently. Like yeah. how they're positioning. Mm-hmm. Kyle, how about you? Any other uh, podcasts you listen to besides our own for NFL? I know you listen to us talk about our show after we No, our, this is the only show that I subscribe to in my podcast. <laughs> no. Uh, I've, I've checked out a lot of sh- different shows and, and floated around. There are plenty of good NFL programs out there uh, that I enjoy. Um, the ones I listen to the most consistently, probably, I think uh, the Ringer NFL uh, feed is pretty good. I like the current slate of hosts. They do a couple episodes a week um, with good recap shows, good good takes, really funny bits that I kind of enjoy. And uh, and I check out uh, Good Morning Football uh, pretty routinely. Mm-hmm. They have a lot of good content. I like the personalities, and I like the 
snappy, short, fun Kyle Brandt, bits that they do. Kyle Brandt. I love Kyle Brandt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like those I kind of personalities. They're, 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 these are good examples of like the kind of um, a radio or pod personality that I would I like, love in my dreams if right. I could pull off. like Aspire uh, really, to be. Really witty. Like if I like, had the preparation and the work and the, and the charisma. Brandt, I really like. The liked, free time on Sundays. <laughs> I liked Schrager, but <laughs> yeah, when yeah. they had... Burleson on there, like the three of those guys. Yeah, hey, oh, that was that was prime. He's phenomenal. Burleson, prime great. listening. I, I like Jason McCordy a lot. I think he's a great uh, a great replacement. But um, yeah, I listen to those uh, shows most consistently. I think for the last nine years straight, I have not missed a day of Dan Lebatard's show. Wow. My brother, my younger brother Jamie, and I have listened consistently to that. So that's kind of how I think of football. Just as a fun, like gladiators out there. Um, Occasionally, I've listened to Rich Eisenman. Yeah, I like him too. Yeah. Uh, I usually sometimes uh, every week I listen to The Independent with Matt Fortuna and Pete Sampson, big ND people. I listen to Pardon My Take every week. Mm. Every every time they have one out. And my newest one has been Nothing Personal by David Sampson. David Sampson's the old Miami Marlins uh, president and he just has a lot of good business insight for what the sport world does and, and for insight of what a team president and what a team organization would look like for situations. He even recently broke down the Claypool and the Justin Fields and the Bears drama, which I admittedly said I was interested in, and, and hearing his take from a perspective that really nobody else shares. There's not a lot of presidents of organizations in media today. There's a lot of players Mm-hmm. A lot of coaches, yeah. a lot of play-by-play people that have done this for ages. There are not presidents. There's no George Steinbrenner walking down to give you analysis of why the Cowboys would never have a GM and only have Jerry Jones do that and ownership. Like, there's just nobody to talk about that. And so he's an interesting person that I listen to as well. And I listen to a non-football podcast called The Rule of Two, which breaks down all Star Wars things that are going on wow. in the world, which Ahsoka tomorrow finale. Oh, wow. I just got caught up on that. that what? Fun. Yeah, I just got caught Let's up. Let's talk about it right now. Okay, I, haven't I haven't seen started. it yet. I haven't started. Stop. <laughs> Stop, guys. I, know I, did. I saw that Stop there was it. a leak for a new Star Wars show called Acolyte. Oh. It's going to be awesome. Covers okay. the High Republic before Phantom Menace. Okay. That's so like, neat. Yeah. Interesting. Oh, right Anyways, now. back to football. We have a bunch of questions from Rick. And Kyle, I'm going to let you kind of moderate this one of the questions we should take and the questions we should keep. The questions for the we should take or keep for the future. I don't know. Let's We'll just see how fast we can be. Okay. Is Kirk Cousins the nickelball, nickelback of football? <laughs> I, people like and even respect the work he does, but will never admit it publicly. I'm going to go that, like, uh, Rick, I give you a props. This is a good take. Uh, I think he is unfairly hated on uh, as, I would for, as someone who performs pretty well. He deserves yeah. to be a starting NFL quarterback. I don't and gets think so much hate. I don't so think so much hate. I don't think he's the reason why the Vikings were zero and three. He's not one of the. There are quarterbacks starting for NFL teams that shouldn't be. They should be benched, and he's someone in, else should. Be. There are starting quarterbacks who should not be. He's not on that list. Yeah. He should be starting quarterback for an NFL team. And that's fine. I don't know. So, uh, it, and Nickelback wrote a lot of great songs, okay? Silver Side Up is one of the greatest Let rock albums of our lifetime. Oh, my God. Okay. You're, so, you're a child. Uh, let's see. Question number two. Was it only Brown's... The answer is yes, by the way. Sorry, go ahead, number was two. Was it only Brown's suck magic that allowed them to be third and 31 and didn't have a penalty or a sack? That's poetic. That's amazing. That's poetic. You know, it was a healthy scratch, by the way. Or not a healthy scratch. Uh... Uh, what's his face? Deshaun Watson was scratched really late into that game, and a rookie out of UCLA who was honestly amazing in the preseason. A lot of teams are like, "Why aren't people trying to trade for him as a backup?" That's why. Yeah, <laughs> didn't work out. The preseason is not the season. Yeah, no. Browns put up three points and uh, got smashed by a division. There was rival. only fun fact: there was only six points scored by an Ohio team on Sunday. Wow. Whoa. Yeah. yeah, look at that. Isn't Bengals that, and Browns. Isn't that the combined. most painful combined? They only the got, Browns got shut out? No, the Browns got three points. Bengals got three points. I think the Bengals had six. They had three. They had three. Wow. This yeah. is crazy. They were really bad. Speaking, but, speaking of the Bengals. Of Joe Burrow and the Bengals. What? How? 
I'm telling. I'm going to give you a little sneak peek right now. My upset of the week is the Arizona Cardinals over the Cincinnati Bengals. <laughs> I can't that. believe that's an upset right now. The way the Bengals are playing. Um, this Terrible. is Terrible. a classic, like get right game. No, this is a classic. You he is not healthy, and you need to. That seems to be apparent. The, like all the chatter is like, why playing. are you still playing him? Give you him literally watch him walk to the huddle. You can tell there's something off. Yeah. He's walking like me. I, I, this is like a And I'm not even hurt. I'm just unhealthy. Yeah. This is a situation where the player's like, no, I want to play. And a coach needs to be able to say, no, you are right. going to cost us not only games, but in the long term, right. you're not going to be good to us. Do you remember what happened <laughs> the season he had to sit out because Do of an injury? Remember? Do you remember that year for the Bengals? It was atrocious. Oh. It was a total unmitigated disaster. Which is, but at this moment, it's... This guy's your future. Yeah. Like, don't think so much about the Cardinals this week. Don't. Think about your future of this franchise. They don't want to RG3 him. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Absolutely. Our, our next question. Are you all right? I'll be fine. Getting choked up. Our next question is, did the Bills prove that they are the best team in the AFC by crushing the Dolphins? Yeah. I'm going to call it right now. Do it, in, do it in Miami. The Bills are a different team at home. They are. They are. And they're a different team in the four days in the year where the Bills fans can wear T-shirts. And they're not throwing snowballs all over the place. Okay. Okay. I'm, right. I'm just calling it right now. They I'm not throw, buy, I am not hesitate. buying. The, the Bills will not get out of the first round of the playoffs. Calling it. Uh, well, I don't know about that. I, okay. I like the Bills. I think that they are a more reliable squad. I think they're a more well-rounded What's team. What's their running game look like? Because this is where the Bills always kind of get... Like, this is a, the story of the Bills. It's Josh Allen. It's still Josh Allen. It's a, this, this is how it goes with Josh Allen, right? Because it's the same biggest thing where, downfall yeah. is that he's eventually... And when it, it hurts the most is when it's in the winter and there's snow and it's cold and you can't reliably throw as much as you'd want to. It He plays hero ball, and then he ends up costing them the game. Yeah. So, I mean, what hurts the most is being so close and having so much to say. I'm watching them walk away. Yeah. You know? Uh, the, the right Bills now. are currently eighth in terms of total <laughs> rushing yards. That's not bad. Two, 296 and, uh, yards from uh, fifth Cook. Fifth in rushing touchdowns. Yep. And, and Josh Allen. But I think the thing that frustrates me so much as a Lamar apologist is Lamar gets shunned for doing the same thing that Josh Allen gets praised for. He is such a reckless player, but that's the only way they're going to win. Josh Allen does it in a more reckless way. I'm not, it's it's a, agreed. Yes. It's insane the way he runs. He's like, oh, whatever. Who cares? Yeah. Like, this he's never not learned the Super how to Bowl. slide. This is week three. Okay. <laughs> like, it's insane. I, I like it personally, like, triggers me so much. You can tell in the tone of my voice. Yeah, yeah. All right, thoughts on the toilet bowl, a.k.a. the Brown, uh, the Bronco, not the Browns, sorry. <laughs> Fun intended, Browns of the Super Bowl. Uh, Broncos yeah. versus the Bears. The Bears take a dump in the second half and give away a 28-7 lead, losing 31-28. This, to 28. this game is perfect for both of these teams. In one half, you have the Broncos looking like absolute shit, and then in the other half, the Bears look like absolute shit. Together, they made one complete full shit. <laughs> you know the Bears have the first and second overall pick right now in the draft? Totally. It's amazing. That's... Do you know why the Broncos won? Can I really? I'm just going to let you guys in on a little secret as to why they won. Some people roll their sleeves up to get you know ready for a big you know match. Sean Payton cut his sleeves off in the middle of the game. <laughs> <laughs> and then they went and scored you know 24 points in a while. That's... That's why they won. You tell your friends. If that score ended up like another t- seventy to twenty, that man would have resigned the following day. He would have been like, "I'm fucking done with this. I can't do this. I should have never left the booth." You know, Next. Russell Wilson has the third best passer rating in the NFL. <laughs> Holy crap! That is amazing. Are you serious? I'm th- I'm th- I'm serious. Now, speaking of good quarterbacks, quote-unquote good, if you're going to say that he's a good quarterback, which I highly disagree with, did the Bears game last week prove that Justin Fields is not the problem? No, it did not. Thank you. It's an aberration. I mean, you should be lucky in counting your stars you get to play the Broncos defense, which apparently we all thought was going to be great. Yeah. (laughs) The defense is up and down every year. But this doesn't surprise me completely because Sean Payton, even with the Saints, never had stout defenses. 
His offenses were pretty electric, mostly because of Drew. I think just yeah. care over of players that we thought last year uh, the defense was pretty sure. good. Even Patrick Sertain, like, doesn't – he looks like a shell of himself and is the second year in the league. Uh, next question, Kyle's fantasy team – what does that say after there, Kyle? Has <laughs> its first win. <laughs> Kyle is the Vikings of the fantasy league, a better team than his record shows. Thank you, Rick. Thank you. He's always so supportive when do we of play? it. Each other. Uh, I play Rick actually this coming week. Wow, that is, that is a showdown. Of, Rick has been dominating. If you beat him, I, is he going to evict he you? He didn't dominate me last week. He barely beat me. He that beat is me true. in junk time. That I is, was very upset. That is you fair. Just, that you was just close. triggered Ian. If you but, and that I out. had someone that was injured that I didn't get time to replace, so I had a big fat zero sitting in there. Yeah, Brandon. <laughs> oh, I you ended up losing that. that one because of that by two points. That's hilarious. By awesome. two points. Kind of amazing. I yes, had a good. Yes. W- I bounced back. This Rick week. picked up Puka Nakua off the waiver. Let's speak when the about Puka. Started. Let's speak about old Puka. You think he could be rookie of the year? Perfectly possible. That the way he's See, playing. Matthew Stafford is the kingmaker. He hmm. makes the kingmaker. He makes wide receivers unbelievable. He has an incredible track record. He actually, Puka does have a gray head of hair, by the way. He does have a good track record. That's actually a really good point. He does have a good track wow. record. Nobody, Write that down. Nobody, Ian doesn't like, say that. I think he will go down in history. Like Even if Stafford wow. doesn't get in the Hall of Fame, he will have put more wide receivers in the Hall of Fame. He's, he put Calvin part. in there. Yeah, He's going to put Calvin. Who was that? Calvin Johnson only had, what, one other quarterback ever thrown to him? Right. Joey yeah. Harrington? <laughs> I know. It's not fair to say that these wide receivers were put in the hall. Oh, no, not, no, no, no. Exactly I'm on I'm this saying, train. I love this train. And you don't want to drive it, but I, I'll drive it if for you. If you're a wide receiver who wants to like ha- be a legend in the NFL, you want Matthew Stafford as your quarterback. That's and you right. want him to love you because yeah, maybe five you, years will, ago. you will dominate. Puka disagrees with you. I think C.J. Stroud is going to be rookie of the year. I, we're just such a quarterback league that it's hard. He just got his, Puka just got his first... Touchdown! I know that's in week four. Crazy. That's kind of like Isn't the nuts wild? thing. Like he broke a lot. He's breaking records consistently for what the most rookie catches, wide receivers catches and yards wise. Like it, through four he, games in history, he's breaking, he's breaking records. But Stroud is definitely going to have a better chance over Richardson. Although I think Richardson is kind of a surprise. Mm-hmm. But I don't think Richardson's getting in at all. No. Yeah, Stroud is no way. I think I think right now it's Puka and the Stroud. next name on there, A Chain, a hundred percent. <laughs> that he has been lighting yeah. it up. Yeah, the last down two games there. he's done, he's kind of a breakout runner. Like, literally, throughout the game, you'll see 40 yard runs, but that's only been the last two games. You know what? Oh, we need to see getting, more from him. He's just yeah. getting started. Wow. Yeah, just getting know. started. Yeah, someone to keep an eye on. Uh, we'll put a pin in that. All right, question nine. More of a surprising, better start than anyone would have predicted Washington or the Texans? Who are you surprised uh, by? Texans, Washington, Texans. Texans, because Washington was actually not we bad last year. Kind of had a feeling right, right. that they weren't going to be awful. Yeah, Texans, were, we thought right, Washington right. almost made the playoffs last year. Yeah, like, yeah. Don't Washington that. is like a perennial close to five hundred team. Yeah, basically. And, I feel like Brian with lately. I feel like Brian Cushing's was going to come out from the sidelines during that game. Just seeing those bright red jerseys, like, just made me think of him and you know him cutting his head open, yeah, I slamming his helmet against his foreskin on his head. I thought Texans were not going to be that good. And, and they are. they're actually not wow. bad. Wow. They're going to okay. end up being average, but they're not bad. <laughs> oh, okay, okay. Oh, so, like the question, so the question is, are either of these teams, Washington or Texans, a sleeper wildcard team? I don't think they're there no, yet. If I had to pick no. one, I'd pick Texans just based on their terrible conference. Or, uh, yeah, division. I'm sorry. Yeah. Yeah, and even Texans then, I'd have to look the, to uh, what is it? The Titans and the uh, Colts, Colts, and the and Jags, Jags, right, right, right. Just inconsistent teams, right, right, right. Who's to say they couldn't take advantage of that and turn into a nine and eight team? It's possible that they could. Sure, they could. We would all be impressed. I'd and, be stunned and, 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 and if they, if the if Washington did that against the Eagles, the Cowboys, and the Giants. That's just a way lot more tall path. of a task. Way harder. Path. I don't know the way Phillies. Phillies like they're still good, but they're also like. Uh, they yeah. were like dominant. They were dominant last year. I don't know, guys. <laughs> they were dominant last year. I don't feel that way. We haven't seen that dominant yet. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's yeah. fair. Okay. But they hit their stride during the end of the year. So more time to tell. Thank you, listeners, for your wonderful questions. That was really enjoyable, especially Rick. Ten questions. You are kind of the high scorer leader for uh, questions. That's for you, Rick. 
on the pod. We'll just let it play for a little yeah. bit for you. We can consider this a challenge to other listeners. Can anybody beat 10? <laughs> That's the high score. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Kyle, and this is a silly podcast. The point <laughs> All right, let's talk about some other things. Okay, I'm going to do my moderate list, moderately interesting segment. This is a part of the show where I say something that I think is interesting, and you guys all take a nap. Uh, you guys... I was looking back at some of our uh, past seasons because we've been doing this. We've been doing the picks now for uh, this is our fourth year yeah. of doing picks. Yeah, we're and uh, I was actually disturbed today to discover that we uh, <laughs> overwrote our data for 2021. We what don't do actually have our records. Up was our that picks. the original date we started? No, we started. We we did this in 2020 and 21 and 22, and now it's 23. Uh, so this is our fourth year, but we don't have our historical data for 2021. We overwrote it. That's it. I know. It was stupid. That was a mistake. So I have the numbers. <coughs> okay. My name is Kevin. I'm the best. I want to tell you guys. <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> Shut up. Um, you guys guess. You guys guess. He yeah. just wants to gloat. No, no, no. Yeah. That's not the point. It's of this really going to be that Ian's better than all of us in S and one. No, it's, that's not the point <laughs> of this. Ex, it's not. A, okay. All right, go ahead. Go ahead. Okay, go let's ahead. get moderately interesting. Stop. Okay. Yes, let's do that. Okay. Stop. Okay. Go Tell on. me which team you think we have picked the least to win it, over the time that we've been doing this show, and I will. I, I will tell oh. you guys. Or pick the three. The, the three. Jags got to be in there. Historically, they were pretty bad. Washington. Uh, no, it was not Texans. Of those. I mean, this is going back. This is 2020, 2023, and 2022. Okay. Yeah. I'm trying to think like what teams were. Okay. The Texans, the Texans were one of them. I would have thought the Jags, they were pretty bad in there for a hot minute. I know, but we kind of had too much faith in them at times. Chicago. Uh-huh. Yeah. Wow. Where is Chicago? Are they just in the top five? Okay. So the, the least picked team was in the fact, Giants was in fact the Houston Texans. Oh, yeah, that's right. The Houston Texans in those 3 seasons, the 3 of us picked them to win a total of 19 times. Whoa. Did they win over the course of 3 times? seasons? They probably uh, didn't even win those 19 times. Yeah, they, they and probably, two and one of them was last week. That was that and that was in 2020, we collectively picked them 13 times. Uh in 2022, we picked them 4 times. Uh uh Three Marshall and one Spite Ian. I never did. Wow. In 2022. And in 2023. No one won that year. So far in oh, 2023, I picked them twice and you guys never did. Um, so that comes to a total of 19. So mostly back in 2020. And I went one and one. Mostly back in 2020. <laughs> apparently they were more competitive than I remember. Yeah. Uh, you said we picked them 13 times. I'm like, really? Really that good? Yeah. Apparently they were back in that uh, back in the division. COVID season. But Chicago, um, Chicago, we have picked in this time period a total of 34 times. Uh, so we have collectively, stupidly, I would say, had a lot more faith in the Bears uh, because they've had a, actually a much worse record in this time. Um, so Trubitsky, man. in nine in, in twenty twenty, uh, we picked them nine times. In twenty twenty two, this is last season, we picked them nineteen times, and they were the worst team in the NFL. Wow. We were pretty bad. We had too much faith in the Bears. We were really bad at picking the Bears. Because they rarely ever won, and we kept picking them nonetheless. Now, I'm trying to it's think a good of trend what, for us to watch. And I'm the, trying New, to... the New York Jets are the other team oh. that we picked yeah. the least often. Yeah. We've had very little faith in them. In yeah. 2020, they were picked to win by us only once, and that was Marshall. Wow. The whole Suck season. It. Did you get that one We right? never picked oh, sure, them. I'm sure I did. <laughs> Except for Marshall. <laughs> in sure 2022, we picked them 18 times. And so far this year, they've been selected four times through four weeks. Um, so for a total twenty three, the second least that's pretty uh, cool picked. It's wow. good to know uh, of our teams. Yeah, just a look back, and I think my, the most striking thing is we've had altogether too much faith in the Bears, unearned faith in well, the Bears. That's starting to decline pretty yeah. quickly. We're <laughs> if you're telling me stop, we're going picking the, wrong way. the Bears <laughs> and start picking the Texans. <laughs> our, our next segment is mine, which is called award time. This is the hunter becoming the hunted. Who is the new hunter? Uh, I, this is going, I'm going to label it as a famous quote from our man, Dan Campbell. <laughs> and it's only like four or five days old. Uh, he said that the lions were once hunting, but have now become the hunted. 
teams that are coming after them and targeting the Lions instead of the foregone conclusion that the Lions would simply lose. Um, so who is the new hunter? My thoughts is Arizona. Whoa! They're, they're a team <laughs> that up. is honestly maybe not playing great, but I think they're playing well. Uh, I think that they're the first team to actually put a game against the 49ers. They were pretty competitive yesterday, even though I know the points are 14 or, or 15, actually. Mm-hmm. I also think this is the first team to effectively use Hollywood Brown. <laughs> That's my first insult on the uh, on the Baltimore Ravens on this podcast, I yeah. think. Yeah. And who thought it would have been Dobbs to get this? So Arizona Cardinals... They give me the vibes of two years ago Lions. Wow. Is Dobbs the Jared Goff of Arizona? I am. And could they turn Kyler Murray Mm. into a lot more capital? Who would who would they go? Who, what would they do with Kyler? Who would take him? He's good trade bait. He's great trade bait, actually. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I I think quite a few teams would take him. Bears. He would be Trade better. him for Justin Fields. It would be better. <laughs> Kyler has higher ceilings, for sure. And his, he has one of the more yeah, talented. He's just going to be stuck playing the PlayStation, and you're just never. He's going to have to have home. But the Cardinals are the new hunter. That's I my award. Love right that there. take from you. I'm not on this board. I'm not on board with you. I'm not on this train. But I think. But it's from really afar, cool. you're like, I really like, like that train over I'm there. Like, I like what you're doing here. Thank like, you. Like this is funny and cool. This is great <clears> pod content. Let's move to our next segment that Ian has involving rankings. Ian told me before, I have two different rankings. I'm not sure which one I'm going to do. So I'm really curious to see what you're going to do. Go ahead and hit us with it, Ian. All right. I I feel like based on some of our earlier conversations that I... By the way, rankings is like you're going to give us... It's a blind ranking, right. So they don't know, for people listening, they don't know the topic beforehand. They don't know what the things that they are ranking or the order in which they're going to be stated. So they have to try to figure out where they would rank them. One through five. One okay. through five. Hit us with the first thing. Oh, we, what the title is. Yeah, so we are going to be ranking the classic mm. NFL tropes, themes, <laughs> things okay. that you hear. NFL, okay. let wow. me let me clarify here. Okay, okay. The Listen. NFL, you think you're watching football. You're not. You're not watching uh, football. What it's are we not watching? Football. What are we watching? You're watching storylines. Oh. Mm. Storylines. Okay, it's all okay, about the okay. story. Okay. Right? Okay. Who's going to be interested in watching the Chiefs blow out the Bears? Well, the Swifties will. Uh, but there are mm. some themes that are more common that come up more often mm. throughout mm. the year. Hit us with our first one. Yeah. yeah. So you're ranking which one you like the most as number one. Five. Okay. okay, okay. By the way, I've been waiting for you to hit me with something that I got to put as the first and then be mad at myself later, but I haven't had it yet. So mm. looking forward to it. Yeah. Because well, I love all of these. Maybe probably. I'll surprise you. Wide receiver drama. Oh, it's got to be two. Got to be number one for Marshall. No, no, no. I thought, I thought it's it was your favorite. I thought it was. That was actually. I was inspired by the reason I was inspired to do this one is because of Jamar Chase with his little drama comedy. I just. Like, I do think about shirtless Tio doing sit-ups in front of his yard. It's a good. It's good content. It's good, it's good stories good because now sure. without mm. the Jamar Chase comment, oh, now there's a little what's going on in the Bengals How many times room. is he going to get thrown to in the next yeah, game? Yeah, they're going to make a story Arizona. out of it. They're going to make a story What number you got, it. Kyle? I'm going to go, uh, let's go four. Four. Wow. I like okay. it. I like it, but I think you'll give me some more that I like more. All right. The next, next one. one, I'm calling the Kyle Maurer special. Okay. The useless, again. Oh. The useless stats. <laughs> You know, you get to a game, they're trying to hype up a game, yeah. and they'll always throw those useless stats at you for a week. Right. Like, oh, Zach Wilson is, he has more completions, when more passer When it's 70 rating. degrees outside, he's a perfect passer. Right. He's got all the best stats over Mahomes, which there was actually a thing going on about that this morning. Is that five for you? Yeah. Uh, um, You're about well, to put it above wide receiver <laughs> drama. <laughs> I mean, I will grant that people do exist who are occasionally capable of throwing out some that are, have higher entertainment value. But yes, these as like um, hype pieces uh, to get us invested in the contest are generally ineffective for me uh, because I think that they're nonsense. So they're I've, always meaningful. Like if you're at the, 
If they I... have the third down at the 31-yard <laughs> line, he has always a... a, a 18% chance of uh, converting. Like, you didn't like my, my comment about the <laughs> Buffalo Bills fans being able to wear T-shirts earlier? Yeah, it's kind of nonsense. Okay, is, so one. I'm five. I'm no. five. Wow. Five. Wow. Okay, hit us, Ian. <clears throat> this always happens, and this was another one that made me think of this would be a good one because this has been in the news as of today. The penalties. The flag cost the team a game. Oh, man. I hate penalties. That's my number five. The penalty drama. I should have known you'd come up with something like that. No. (laughs) So there's got to be three for you then, Kyle? Okay. Kyle's got one and two. I have one and three. The next one. The best one. Well, the Cowboys are going to be contenders Uh, this year. Oh, no. We're gonna, we gotta talk about the Cowboys. Why did you do this to me? <laughs> Cowboys is t- is three for me. How about you, oh, Kyle? Oh God! I think I have to put it two now, don't I? Yeah. Okay. Frick, frick. We both have one left. This is our number. I hope it's Aaron Rodgers or something like that. The off-season QB shuffle. Oh, oh okay. I'm actually for that. I'm, I think I'm that that worked that. out well. Yeah, that's number yeah, one. The off-season. I thought about maybe like player overreactions. That's kind of like a thing that happens, but. The off-season QB shuffle is like a prime-time off-season storyline. It helps drive the NFL forward at a time when there's no games. Let's move on to our final segment. We already heard about our fantasy uh, update from your guys' league, so we're going to move on to our must-watch game of the week. Ian, our must-watch game of the week is Philly in the Rams. Give us a little bit as to why people should just choose this game to watch over all others. There is another game that exists out there that, you know, you could think about maybe Dallas and San Fran, but screw Dallas. You're going to, that's going to be on primetime anyway. Other podcasts are going to be talking about this. Not the point after. Philly Rams, to me, Philly seems like, I actually think this is going to be a tough challenge for, for Philadelphia because the Rams got a pretty good defense and their offense has proven to be quite electric. They they are really be, like capable of like doing a lot of like special things, especially with Puka and Puka Nikola. I'll be curious to see how Stafford performs. <laughs> There's kind of rumblings that his hip was injured and he was playing a little off, but he made like a killer throw to end the game. So it's difficult to know, but I think this will be a good measuring stick for the Rams because I feel like the Rams of last year. You just look at, like, if you remember, the Rams were, like, very injured. They had a lot of players out. They weren't very good. They only A different f- team than what they yeah, are today. They, yeah. And, and even Stafford said how young they are and how he has a hard time relating because they're so young. I think yeah. that's kind right. of a little bit <laughs> so, endearing to hear from Matt Stafford. Yeah. He's, like, 36 or something. Yeah, he's one of the last quarterbacks to get those big rookie contracts. Yeah. Him and Sam Bradford. So, I just think this is going to be a good measuring stick for the Rams to see, are they back to that Super Bowl form? Maybe, maybe not. And then yeah. this is, like, a good, like, okay, Philly, you know, you've kind of had some games where you've struggled to do something. This might be a good measuring stick for both of these teams. I think that's why I like it. Okay. Our last segment is about our predictions. We have two predictions that we make public to everybody. Our first one is going to be upset of the week. I talked about mine earlier. Arizona over Cincy. Uh, I'm not trying to pick an upset of like, oh, why are they favored over this? This is a legit upset, and I'll be kind of curious to see what the spread will be. Uh, I don't have it right now, but Arizona over Cincy is absolutely bazonkers. So, Ian, hit us with your upset. Well, Kyle was just saying we don't pick Houston enough, so <laughs> surprisingly, Houston, I, I mean, maybe not surprisingly, but Houston is actually the underdog to Atlanta, and so I'm going to take them over Atlanta. Yeah. Kyle, give us your upset. Minnesota Vikings over Kansas That's City Chiefs. just the most preposterous thing. <laughs> it is not. The Vikings are one of those teams that can, can win any game that they're in. Did they beat this the next week? They won't. Did they beat the Chiefs last year? I thought I they, played. they played. No, they I didn't. Think they played. I thought they did. Maybe did. Let's move on to our lock of the week. Guarantee they're going to win. <clears throat> Kyle and I were talking about bounce back games earlier. This is a big bounce back game for the Dolphins. I got the Dolphins absolutely obliterating the Giants after the Giants are playing Monday Night Football. One less day of rest. Those things add up. Miami's playing at home. They have a three of four games that I think are pretty manageable. They play the Eagles during there too. So I think this is a game they have to take advantage of. Kyle, your um, lock of the week. My lock of the week. I guarantee the Lions will not lose to the Carolina Panthers. Oh, you're back to that now. Okay. Ian, hit us with your lock of the week. 
Lamar over oh, Pickett. My. Baltimore over Steelers. Oh my uh, gosh! You never it. pick against the Steelers. I actually are you re- reverse jinxing this right now? No, because I actually do. That's like funny you say that. I have noted I put a little bit more faith in the Steelers than I think they probably a deserve. Ton. I think there's like some part of me that like looks at their defense and I'm like, yeah, their defense is. Is good. Kenny Pickett going to play this week? You know what? I don't know. It's a good question. Something to keep an but eye Lamar on. Lamar is so. You're right about that. I got and the he is half, he's actually performing pretty well. Uh, I don't know. I can't believe I just said yeah. that. Oh. Anything on the last call? I have one thing. How have we not talked about that they turned the London game into a, sto- a Toy Story game? I actually put it on. Oh, I watched it. And you guys have, have kids, and I don't, and I, I watched it. I put it on. So Casey loves Toy Story, so we put it on, and she was watching it. Do you know what we're talking about right now, Kyle? Yeah, I watched some of it. Did you see what they used as the first down chain? Slinky. 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 Yeah. yeah. And the Slinky. Alien, and the claw. The claw. The yeah, claw. The claw. It was pretty janky, but as somebody, as you guys with kids, I figured that would have been one of the first few things you guys would have brought I, up. I didn't really think about it. It was kind of janky to watch because yeah. sometimes there would be like the live would actually be a catch, but on the the animated, it would be <laughs> kind of weird and it wouldn't really show a catch. Yeah. The Bajan Robinson uh, juke, juke move amazing, was amazing. Though. It looked amazing on there, and Trevor Lawrence's quarterback sneak that he had on a yeah. pass looked mm. stunning. So. Yeah. Um, I'm definitely for all of that. So, any other news you guys got to share? No, good. All right. Want to thank you for listening to the podcast. We want to thank you for sending us questions, sending us your hot takes, sending us your recommendations for dinner. We're looking forward to that as well. We're also grateful that you send this to your friends, your family, and share with everyone and anybody. You guys are awesome, and more importantly. Don't forget to go do something kind for somebody else this week. Bye.